You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Remnant. This is Pastor Todd Coconado on this beautiful Sunday. I'm so glad that you're here. Real Talk Radio, 93.3 FM and around the world on the website and the app. And we are so thankful that you've tuned in. We have many things to discuss today. And uh, we're just going to dive right in as our nation continues to be in a very pivotal moment of decision uh, where we really could see what direction we're going to be headed now uh, in the near future and beyond as uh, many of us are super concerned seeing our religious liberties being infringed upon, uh, many of our freedoms being uh, slowly stripped away. And what can we do is the biggest question I get all around the country as I speak and meet with different people. They say, Pastor, what can we do? And uh, we will talk about that some more. I do talk about that often, but let's just go through some headlines. So, uh, you know, have the Dems peaked too soon? That is uh, one of the stories that we're seeing out there right now where they're saying uh, the midterms could be a red wave. What do you think? Is it going to be a red wave? Well, many people are concerned, of course, you know, will the voting be legitimate? Uh, That's one of the questions I get everywhere is, you know, what if we vote? I mean, is it even going to be counted? Well, here's the thing. We got to vote. I've been talking about this, even with, you know, people that I knew that were part of the former Soviet Union, a communist country, you know, they, they still voted. We've got to do our part and vote. Every Christian needs to get out and vote. Every patriot needs to get out and vote. It's not even a question. We have to. Uh, You have to make sure you know where you're supposed to vote. You're ready to vote. Um, This is going to be very pivotal. You know, uh, Mike Lindell even talks about this and overwhelming the system. And uh, so we're just going to be praying and believing that, uh, you know, a lot of the new voter integrity rules are now in place from the state legislators and there's been a lot of changes, not not as many as most people would like to see, but there has been a lot of changes from the last election in 2020. Of course, we also don't have uh, the COVID situation currently uh, where so many people will be voting by mail. And so there are certain things that have changed. And I know how many of us feel we're all still very concerned about voter integrity. And many people say, well, is it going to be counted? Is it worth it? but we still have to do our part. So please make sure you go and vote and then you pray. And we're actually at the ministry here. We're, we're fasting. We're having at least a uh, week long fast, possibly two weeks. We're going to see how the Lord leads, Uh, but we're fasting for our country. We're fasting for revival. We're fasting for breakthrough. We're fasting for our kids and you know, the children that are being targeted. Do you see the kids being targeted? I know you do. It's, it's crazy to watch the way our kids are being targeted. If you look at some of these uh, curriculums, CRT, which basically tells a lot of the kids they're racist inherently. You know, you're inherently racist. You don't even know it, but you're racist because of your skin color. Wasn't well, that racism? Judging somebody by their skin color when uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said very specifically and very correctly that we should be judged by the content of our character. And not by the color of our skin. That was Dr. Martin Luther King. And I know Alveda feels the same way. And so do many others. How did we digress? How did we go back to this racist teaching? Well, it's part of Marxism. It's, it's part of Marxism. And so many egregious things 
that we're seeing across the board. I mean, I think it would have been considered Looney Tunes only 10 years ago if you would have told the you know 10-year-old version of you uh, 10 years ago, in other words, if you would go back in time and you tell them some of the things that we are currently dealing with in our country with regard to this whole gender fluidity and all these you know different genders that people now identify as. We see people online saying, hey, I'm a cat. And then, and then we're being told you have to respect the fact that they identify as a cat. What? You know, we see, we see kids being castrated. I, I hate even talking about this. But I think there's so many ramifications for the future that I would be not doing my job as a preacher and somebody that speaks truth to not address some of these societal issues because I hear from the parents around the country who reach out to me and tell me what it's done to their family to have one of their kids that have been caught up in this because of the teaching in a lot of the public schools. And they say, Pastor, what do I do? And there very, there very well may be a time in the not-so-distant future where here in America, it's like what's going on in Canada and some of the European countries where it will be illegal to even talk about these things as a pastor if a child comes to you and asks you. That's where we're headed with a lot of the current legislation and if the left has their way, that parents could literally lose their kids. In fact, some people are telling me that this is already a possibility in America, that you could lose your kids if, you, if you're not going along with their, their desired transition to the opposite sex. I mean, this, this would be considered absolutely insane 10 years ago, 20 years ago. If, if you would tell that version of the United States, you know, 10, 20 years ago, this is what's going to be a major topic of discussion, but yet here we are. And I think this is just really tangibly seeing a rise in the spirit of Antichrist that is, we're seeing, we're getting, the hours getting later and later. So what do we do? Well, we can't lose hope because our hope is found in Jesus Christ. We can't get discouraged because the Lord told us in the word that these things would happen. He told us in the last days what it would be like. And I had somebody write me that was angry with me because I put up something about, um, you know, the, there was, a, there was an article that showed how people are getting implants in their forehead or their arm. And so I quoted the scripture from Revelation that talks about the mark of the beast. And they said, don't be so negative. You know, we're not done yet. The end is not yet. One more round. Hey, listen, I'm, I, I'm the one that said one more round. At least I know there's a couple of people, but I'm one of them. The Lord came to me and, and spoke to me a word in the spirit. And I posted it about one more round. When this whole thing with Ukraine started... And I asked the Lord, I said, is this the end? Are we about to go into a thermonuclear war? Are we about to go right into World War III? And, and I felt the Spirit of the Lord say, yes, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. Keep going. I haven't taken you this far to leave you now. So I am a positive person. I don't believe that we're here at the end yet, but I do think the hour is late, if that makes sense. So uh, I have to maintain that balance where you know, people tell me, I, I get letters all the time where people say, Pastor Todd, just prepare people for the end. Well, I mean, I think what we need to be preparing for is the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. We're in this world, but we're not of it. The Apostle Paul says to live is Christ, to die is gain. Why would I be discouraged about seeing the Bible come into life? I'm not. 
I'm not discouraged at all. In fact, I think this is the most exciting time to be alive as a believer in Jesus Christ. I just spoke this last Sunday on uh, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. All authority, heaven and earth. You know, oftentimes we act as a Christian community like we're on the losing team. We're not on the losing team. We're on the winning team. And so we need to act like winners and we can't get discouraged. And I know there are some people that are just, all they're talking about is the end times, the end times, the end times. And I don't, trust me, I'm not a fear monger. And I just think it's exciting to me. I mean, uh, I just got, somebody reached out to me about the red heifers. Have you heard about that? The red heifers that are now in Israel and they're talking about building the, the third temple. You know, this is now a, a discussion rebuilding the temple that's a that's a prophecy we're seeing prophecy coming to life now are those red heifers what the bible talks about well i mean it they sure should they could be they sure could be right i mean we don't know uh but but interesting i nevertheless right i mean do you find it interesting that the euphrates is is drying up as the bible talked about and and red heifers are making their way to israel and now there's talks about the third temple i mean this is all pretty Pretty amazing stuff. Now, does that mean that we're getting raptured out of here tomorrow? I don't know, because no one knows the day nor the hour. He comes like a thief in the night. I say get your house in order. Be prepared. Now is not a time to be half-stepping. Now is not a time to be the church of Laodicea. Now is not a time to be compromising or messing around with the things of this world. But it's also not a time to get depressed or discouraged, because the Bible did talk about all these things. And just if we as believers are just like, hey, let's just be in the perfect will of God. Let's pray for God's will. And when I wake up in the morning, let me be about the business of the Lord. That's it. I mean, if we're about the business of the Lord and we're trusting in him, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. How cool is that? If we just trust in him, we wake up, and we say, Lord, I trust you today. You're, you're, you're ordering my steps. You're guiding my path. I'm not going to grow weary. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to feel overwhelmed or surrounded. I know you're with me, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's, that's what I'm believing is that God is going to, there's going to be breakthroughs in your life. We're going to talk about breakthroughs in your life and in your situation in the middle of this time. Yeah, that's right. I believe this is a time of breakthrough for you because you're in it, but you're not of it. You're operating in God's economy. I'm going to believe that you're going to see breakthrough in your finances. You're going to see breakthrough in your marriage. You're going to see breakthrough with your kids. Those kids that you've been praying for. Why not? Why can't now be a time of breakthrough? Come out from among them. In it, but not of it. You know? So we're going to talk about this today. In it, but not of it. What does that look like? We'll be right back. I'm feeling heaven stores, heaven stores. Okay. Yeah. Lord, I see Welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. It's my friend Marcus Rogers on there. Now, different types of music we play on the ins and outs here. That's a little hip-hop and R&B rap, uh, but it's Christian, just so you know. Hey, there's people out there making music that's kingdom, doing the work of the kingdom in this hour. I believe God is raising up a remnant, and it's not just the typical Christian, you know, the Christianese, the Christian culture. He's raising up a remnant, you know, people coming in and misfits, prodigals. That's what this, this, this whole revival is going to be. It's going to be the people that were messed up. I want to make this very clear, and I think that's what the segment is going to be about because I think for many years people have thought that they need to be perfect 
if they're a Christian. I'm going to tell you right now, there is no perfect Christian. The only perfect being is Jesus, is God. That's it. None of us are perfect. I am far from perfect. I am going to make mistakes. I've made mistakes. Are there things I regret in my life? Of course there are. Are there things that I've done that are stupid? Yeah. But I had to learn from those things. You know, that, that I think that's the whole thing is how do we fall forward? You know, if you fall, you got to fall forward. You got to get up. And by the way, people don't always forgive you. God does. There's only one unforgivable sin that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, one unforgivable sin. But, you know, people don't always forgive you. And sometimes you just, you got to just get up and realize, hey, you know what? Even if you repented to them and you made a wrong right, they may not forgive you. But we don't need the approval of man. What we do is we're always living in view of eternity. But you can't be too hard on yourself. The, the Pharisees, the, the religious spirit, you know, those people that are they're modern day Pharisees, they'll act like they have it all figured out. They're just so perfect. They don't make any mistakes. Give me a break. And I think that's why in Christian culture for so many years, we've seen people that have fallen. And when they fall, it's such a tragedy. And of course, there's so much collateral damage and people walk away from the Lord and they say, oh my gosh, that was my pastor. He let me down. But that's because one of the reasons is we've made people an idol. We've made pastors an idol. I think that there are pastors that we can look up to. There are elders. Thank God. I know some of them in my life. There are people that get it, that have had a true encounter with the Lord, that don't want to walk out of his will, that don't want to let him down, and that don't want to let people that look up to them down. And so they have a system of checks and balances in their life where they have mentors and elders and accountability. That's, that's how you survive in the long game. You have accountability. Every Christian should have accountability. If you don't have anybody to be accountable to, reach out to me. Be accountable to me. If I'm your pastor, let me know. I want every person that considers me their pastor, I want to know your name. Write me, todd.coconato at rlcus.org and say, Pastor Todd, I don't currently have a church. You are my pastor. We're actually going to start a membership. And the only reason that we're going to do that is because I just want to know those of you that consider me your pastor. I need to know this. I want to be a good shepherd. I want to be a good pastor. I want to know. But everybody has an opportunity to have accountability in their life. And it's important. It's a system of checks and balances. But I also want to just root out this ridiculous lie and misconception about Christians that Christians have to be perfect. How can we ever be perfect? Only by the blood of the lamb are we able to be connected back to a holy God. Jesus, is the, is the, he bridged the gap. We're sinners in need of a savior. Jesus bridged the gap. If you've had this over your head because you've been maybe at a church or fellowship or in a family that was operating in the religious spirit, and instead of you being affirmed and exhorted and encouraged in your walk, you've been condemned. And the Bible literally says there is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. But the religious spirit will condemn you. The religious spirit will make you feel like it's never enough. It's never going to be, you're never going to be good enough. And so many of you, I'm just going to be real. Many of you have been walking around saying, I'm not good enough. I'm I'm not Christian enough. I, I don't even know if I'm saved. Listen, if you've accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you've invited him in your heart, you've confessed with your mouth, and you believe in your heart that he is Lord and Savior, you are saved. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And if you're unsure of that, we're actually going to give you an opportunity before the end of the program today to make sure. 
But the whole thing is, I don't want you to be too hard on yourself. See, when I stepped into a church for the first time, I thought lightning was going to hit me. I really did. I thought lightning was going to hit me. Um, anyway, I know I talked about I was going to go through some more of the headlines today, but I just really feel like the Spirit is moving me on this. So if you don't mind, I'm going to I'm going to continue down this direction because I just feel like this is ministering to somebody. So, you know, we're live broadcast here. I know I talked about going through some of the headlines. I started talking about the Democrats and they feared that they peaked too soon and I was going to go through abortion and inflation and some of the different things. Maybe we'll do that on the next broadcast, but I really believe the Spirit's moving. And so uh, while we have time, I want to talk about this because somebody on here has been dealing with a religious spirit and that's kept you out of the church. Maybe you went through a sudden divorce. Maybe you were cheated on or abused and you got into, you got into, you know, into a bad marriage and then you got divorced and you were shunned by Pharisees in the body of Christ. You were shunned by a religious spirit. I don't know why, I just feel this so strong on my heart right now. I really believe this is speaking to somebody that's listening. And you've stayed out of the church. Now, you have a faith in Jesus Christ. You are a believer, even though you're hard on yourself. You're a believer, but there's an element of shame in your life. And, and this might not be somebody that got divorced. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe you had an abortion at some point. And you've repented, but you have shame. Or maybe it's something else you did. You were, you were addicted to drugs or alcohol or promiscuous lifestyle. You had sex with a lot of people. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but I just really believe someone needs to hear this. And, and you've been shunned, or at least you felt that way, from the church. And so you have not connected with the body, but you are a believer and you're a genuinely good person. And by the way, being a good person won't get you to heaven. But you've accepted Jesus. Now, if you've accepted Jesus, that will get you to heaven. Some people will say, well, you got to be baptized. Well, look, how, how you explain the guy on the cross? He wasn't baptized right next to Jesus, yet he was going to spend eternity with, with Jesus. So you don't have to be baptized, but it's an outward expression of an inward change. And I do highly encourage that you get baptized because it, it just takes you to a whole nother level. If you haven't received your spiritual language or heavenly language, I would highly encourage you to seek the Lord for that. Th this is what God wants. He wants us to go deeper. And we've got to root out this religious spirit. And I just want to tell you, if somebody's been a Pharisee in your life and they've condemned you and that's the only version of Christianity that you've seen, you know what? Pray for them and just release it. Release those words. Release the way they spoke to you. Release the hurt. Release the, all the things that, that came along with that person. And maybe it's multiple people. But I really believe what the word of God says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. How do I know that? Well, I've been set free. I've been set free. I was a messed up person. I still, do I get angry sometimes? Yeah. Do once in a while, do I have to you know, repent to my wife? Sure. Or my mom or my family or, yeah, because we're human. You're human. I'm human. We're not perfect. We're human. Being a Christian is not perfection. Being a Christian is having your eyes and ears open to receive what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you to live your life in an upright manner, to, to be consecrated, set apart, to, to, to repent of perpetual sin. You know, if you catch yourself in sin, you repent. You say, Lord, heal me. Heal me of this thing. Give me the strength. Somebody on this broadcast needs strength. In the next segment, we're going to talk about strength. Okay, somebody needs strength. How do you get strength to get through what you're going through? You're going through a trial. You're going through a test and you're like, Pastor, I need strength. We're going to talk about that. What do I do when I'm under attack? What do I do when the warfare is so significant? 
How do I find the strength? Do I have warfare? Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. Oh, this is good. This is good. Thank you so much for tuning in to Todd Coconut Radio Show, 93.3 FM, Real Talk Radio, and around the world on the podcasts and on the app. And we're so thankful that you're tuned in. And we, the Lord just, the Spirit of the Lord started speaking to me. I think it was like in the second segment there. And this is a 14-minute segment, by the way, so we can really get into this now. But, you know, the Lord started speaking to me and just saying, there's people that are dealing with this religious spirit, and I want to break through in their life and in their situation today. Is that you? Have you dealt with the religious spirit? Have you been attacked by Christians who are Pharisees, quote, unquote, Christians, and they just want you to just operate in shame and guilt because something happened in your life? Well, uh, breaker, breaker, you know, breaking news, everybody has things that happen in their life. You know, breaking news, no one's perfect, and that person that's pretending that they're perfect, they're deceived. And they're deceiving others because they're not perfect. And, and maybe that's what's been wrong in the church is that we, we, we operate at this level where we think we've got to walk around, pretend like we're perfect. And so people aren't getting delivered. I mean, look at how many churches are afraid of deliverance. They don't even want to talk about it because they think it's messy. You say, I don't want to open that can of worms. But yeah, what, what does God want to do? He wants to deliver us. What is this revival about? I really believe the misfits, the prodigals, you know, are going to be returning home, people that have been messed up on drugs, alcohol, promiscuous lifestyles, pornography addiction, broken homes, broken marriages, abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, molestation. Are you in any of those categories? And you've, you felt shunned by people that are supposed to be Christians. Well, what is a Christian? It's a follower of Jesus. How do they know us? By our love. God is a God of mercy. In fact, when we repent of our sin and unrighteousness, it's, it literally goes in the sea of forgetfulness. God doesn't even remember it. Now, are we going to have to stand before the throne one day and give an account? Yeah. But that's because as a believer, what that really means is as a believer, were you, I mean, of course, if you're a non-believer, you're going to hell. That's just the truth. But if you're a believer, you know, did you, did you allow compromise? Were you, were you like the church of Laodicea where, where you were, where you were spit out? Because that's what the Bible says. Depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Do you have a real relationship? So what does that mean, Todd? Because I'm confused in, in one aspect it's saying I'm going to be spit out if I'm lukewarm or if I have compromise. In another aspect, it says that I have, you know, the, by the blood of the lamb, there's great mercy. Well, yes. So let me explain this. Let me explain this. Cause this is a great thing. David was a murderer. David was an adulterer. You know, he sent his friend up to the front line to get killed. He committed adultery. David was also known as a man after God's heart. How does that work? David was a good repenter. Are you a good repenter? If you, if you mess up in your life, like we all do, do you get on your face and repent? Can I just be really real with you today? I just feel like we're at such an important time right now. If, if you don't think, I'm sorry that other pastors don't tell you this, but if you don't think that there's times when I have to get on my knees and, and literally almost beg the Lord to have mercy on me, of course there is. Now, do I purposely do things that are bad? No, 
I love the Lord with all my heart. I don't want to do things that are bad. I don't want to, I don't want to displease him. I don't want to, you know, cause the Lord to pull his mercy umbrella away from me. You know, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to walk out of his covering. I don't want to walk out of his, out of his, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the, the word that you want to use, but you know, I don't want to walk away from the Lord. In other words, I don't want to be a, a lukewarm believer, but are there times when I make a mistake? Of course, of course there are. You please listen to me. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be too hard on yourself because many of you are too hard on yourselves. God wants to use you. I really believe that God wants to use you. He's got a plan for your life. And, and a lot of us stay in that place of brokenness and we don't walk through our deliverance and our healing. And you think that, you know, it's going to take, you have to go to some well-known deliverance minister that's out there and God bless those people. I'm not against them. I'm very glad that they're doing deliverance. But I'm just saying, you don't have to go to some well-known deliverance minister to get delivered. You can get delivered today. You know how you do it? You get on your face. You get on your knees. You close the door and you get alone. You put on some worship music if it makes you feel better. You get in the presence of the Lord and you start crying out to him. God, I need you. God, give me strength. God, give me wisdom. God, help me. This is too much for me to bear. I have to lay it down at the foot of your cross, God. I need your anointing. I need your spirit, Lord. Move in my life. Move in my situation. Holy is your name, God. Worthy is your name, God. Lord, I need you to move on my behalf. I need strategy from heaven, God. I am a sinner in need of a savior, but today, Lord, I want to consecrate myself. I need you, God. Move in my life. I'm telling you, those words, if you utter those words and you're sincere because God can tell if you're sincere in your heart. If you're sincere in your heart and you're a repentant person like a King David, I don't care what you've done, friend. You could be a murderer. You could be an adulterer. You could be a pornographer. Whatever it is, you repent. You turn from it. You say, today I'm done. Well, what happens if I fall back into it, Pastor? Then get back on your knees again and repent again. And you'll say, Lord, give me the strength. I don't want to do this anymore. You got to get to the point where you hate the sin. We're like, this is not who I am. And I got to get the strength to, to overcome this. I don't want to displease the Lord. I don't want to walk out of his covering. I don't want to walk out of the anointing because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. This battle that you're in is a spiritual battle. It's raging all around you. This thing in our country, this thing in our society, it's, it's demonic to the core. But guess what the answer to it is? It's Bible-believing Christians, the ecclesia, the body of Christ that's empowered We've looked to politicians. We've looked to other answers. I think finally we're starting to understand there is no other answer but Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the author and the finisher. He's the one that's going to be the key, the one that's going to get us through the other side. We are running a marathon, not a sprint. So when you fall down, get up. Don't let discouragement grow root in your heart, and don't listen to what some Wally said to you. <laughs> Okay, don't listen to whatever some Pharisee said to you. Sorry if your name's Wally, by the way. I'm just saying, don't listen to some Pharisee that told you you're not going to succeed, that told you you're not going to make it. You are on the winning team. God has a plan for your life. He is moving forward. And if you get up today and you just say, I'm done with the discouragement. I'm done with these people's words. I'm not going to hook into them. I know who I am. I know I'm on the winning team. I'm sick and tired of, of, of believing that I'm defeated. I'm not. 
We're not defeated. The remnant is not defeated. The church is not defeated. The true church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, that's where the power is. That's where the anointing is. And every chain will be broken. Hallelujah. What's been done in darkness will be brought to light. Thank you, Jesus. These crooks, these criminals, these people that think they got away with all this stuff, they will hang on their own gallows. They will not be the victors in the end. It will not end well for them. Now, I don't advocate violence. We are not a violent people. We're a praying people. That's why we're fasting right now. We're fasting. We're believing for breakthrough. We're praying. We're asking the Lord to intervene. We're using the tools that he's given us in the word of God. But we, if anything that we have to understand is, is that we are the winners. You know, have you ever seen, I mean, Tennessee just uh, beat, it was a big game. They beat Alabama. I don't know if you saw it, college football. And did you see how Tennessee reacted when they won? Oh my goodness. I mean, those players were, were going nuts. Tennesseans were going nuts. Because it was a big game. Now, I'm sorry if you're, if you're an Alabama fan. I'm not here to pick you know, or choose a team. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when somebody wins, you can tell because they act like a winner. And that's what we have to do as the body, as the church, is we have to act like winners. We are victorious. When we walk into the room and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, the atmosphere shifts. When we pray, something is put into motion. Praying mama, listen to what I'm saying. When we pray, something is put into motion. The devil will lie to us and tell us that our prayers are not being answered. The devil will lie to us and say that our spouse is never going to change. You know how many people I've seen change? I've seen gangsters that used to murder people become very soft-hearted Christians, humble and contrite before the Lord, weeping. Entire, their entire life changed. How many people have I seen over the years that have just entirely changed when they had an encounter with God? Don't stop the prayers. The devil wants you to stop the prayers. The devil wants you to think the prayers don't work. So many in this community feel alone. So many of us feel alone. And I just have never seen so many people discouraged. And I really believe that God is, is, is challenging us in this time, not only to come out from among them and come out from the Babylon system and be set apart and be consecrated, but to really find rest and peace in him. The peace that passes all understanding. God is a faithful God. He's never let us down. He's never lost a battle, not one. Why do we think he's going to lose now? This is a challenge for us. This is a season of growth because we have to really understand what faith is. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence of things not seen, but yet without faith, it's impossible to please God. With faith, you can move the mountain. Do you believe that? Do you believe that mountain in your life can be moved? Because you know, if you're looking at your spouse, you're like, this person will never change. Then you're not really believing the scripture. I'm not really believing the scripture. Have you ever had to fight for something before? Some things don't come easy, but they're worth it. You're fighting for your child. They're messed up right now. They're in rebellion. And you're contending. And the devil wants you to feel robbed that there's no hope, that they're not going to ever pull out of what they're doing. But what does the Lord say? He says that he made them fearfully and wonderfully. He says that their promise is yes and amen, hope in the future. He says that the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail. Those are the words of life. That's the truth. The other stuff is fake news. This religious spirit that has tried to make people feel like they're never good enough. 
You're never Christian enough. And so we stay in this perpetual state of feeling like we're not good enough. We're, you know, we're just never going to achieve real Christianity. All these other people, they get it, but we don't get it. And so we just stay in this place of misery. When the Lord said, I never wanted that for you. You don't have to be miserable. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I care for you. That's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, look, you repented. I want to give you life and life more abundantly. You're in the world, but you're not of it. Forget those religious Pharisees. Jesus dealt with the Pharisees. The, the apostles dealt with them. The, the disciples dealt with them. You think that spirit's gone away? No, it's still here. And that religious spirit has strangled a move of God in the church. Because people say, well, miracles can't happen today because of this and that. And, you know, they're trying to bend theology and, and make it to, you know, just where God is just powerless. Who said that? Who said God is powerless? Who said he can't move right now? Of course he can move right now. Why wouldn't he move right now? But we got to have faith. Big faith. Even though it says the faith of a mustard seed will move the mountain. Imagine if you have big faith. You can move 10 mountains, 20 mountains. Two sent 10,000 to flight. Get together with a prayer partner. Start declaring and decreeing. Speaking words of life over your situation. Get up. Somebody's got to hear this. You're going through a divorce. Get up. Get up. Your life is not done. Get up. God's still got a plan for you. No one can take the mantle of anointing on you. The only one that can take it is God or you. That's it. You know, fall forward. Fall forward. Fall forward. Fall forward. Don't be discouraged. That's what the devil wants. He wants us to give up. We can never give up. That's when we lose. We are victorious people. We're on the winning team. So thankful that God is a good God. He's a merciful God. All right, we're going to have one more segment when we get back. I hope this is ministering to somebody on here today. Really felt the Lord would have me talk about this. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show on this beautiful day. What does it mean to be set apart? What does it mean to come out from among them? It means we live in an alternative situation. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. Have you ever thought about the meaning of what that means? That means we literally operate in kingdom, kingdom dynamics, kingdom principles, our finances, kingdom we're tithing, our, we have the insurance policy on our finances that the world could be in the biggest recession, the biggest depression, an economic collapse, but we have the favor of God, the blessing of God on our life. We are out from among them. Whatever is happening to the world, you don't have to be a part of that. You are kingdom. You are kingdom. Listen, when the children of Israel went into captivity, there were still people that God favored. You know, look at Daniel, look at some of these, I mean, there was people that were favored in the midst of the captivity. Listen, if our country gets taken over by communism and that's it, there's still going to be favored believers that are walking in the, in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, taking back the territory for the kingdom of God, favored, highly favored, blessed. Do you want to be one of those people? Well, if you're a Christian, you are one of those people. If you're a real believer in Jesus Christ and you've, you've dedicated your life to him, you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you're walking in the anointing and the unction of the Holy Spirit. You're spirit-filled. You're filled with God's spirit. Then you are in it, but you are not of it. 
In your situation, you have the authority to change. This religious spirit is the same thing that Jesus dealt with. It's a Pharisee religious spirit telling you you'll never be good enough. You'll never achieve, you know, real pure Christianity, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Lies, lies, lies. Religious spirit, they're the ones. That's the lie. You know them by their fruit. You know them by their love. The greatest commandment of the Lord, Lord, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And what's the second one? Love thy neighbor. Love. We're known by our love. Not by how we judge everybody and condemn everybody and, and eat our own. If somebody falls, like, oh my gosh, you're done. No, you're not. Fall forward. You know, use it as a, a learning experience. Well, I'm not going to do that again. You know, you learned. You learn from your mistake. Good. Repent, turn from it, move forward. God has some big things in store for you. The anointing is only stripped from you if you walk out of the glory of God. If you walk out of the covering of God and you walk into a lifestyle of sin willingly, knowingly, and you say, no matter what, I know that this is sin, but I'm just going to do it because I've been rejected by Christians. Don't do that. Those people are Pharisees. They're walking in the religious spirit. Identify it. That's who they are. They're walking in the religious spirit. Pray that they get a breakthrough. Pray that God moves in their situation, that their eyes are open. And they understand what Christianity actually is. Because without the blood, it's all about the blood, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance of sin. That's Christianity, the gospel. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The gospel. Teach him the gospel, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. Everyone, everyone. Yes, straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads into salvation. Yes, what that means is don't live a lifestyle of compromise. Don't be half-stepping. Go all in and see what God does. It's not a bunch of rules. I don't know how you follow Christianity. It's a bunch of rules. No, it's not. It's actually freedom. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I say it again. Freedom, freedom, peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable, names written in the Lamb's book of life, in the world but not of it, occupying until he comes, the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. This is who we are. Those religious people, whatever, they're going to sit there and be miserable themselves. Let them do it. Pray for them. Bless them and move forward. How many times has somebody in the church hurt me, said something stupid, told me, I've had people tell me I'll never be a pastor. Oh, you'll never be a pastor. Really? I told people, you know, what God told me and they laughed at me. I remember sitting in a, in a Bible study when I first got saved and they said, how long have you been saved? I said, oh, a couple months. They said, well, that, that joy that you have, that won't last. Really? Because we're 20, what, 27 years, 26 years, something like that in. And I'm still on fire. I'm still joyful. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I got to really find out the exact amount of years. Now I got to think about this. It's at least over 24 years. I know that. But that's a long time. And God has moved over those years. But have I been perfect the whole time? No. Have I been perfect half the time? No. Haven't been perfect three quarters of the time? No, none of it, none of it. I've never been perfect. I'm just saved. And I'm sanctified by the blood. And I'm a good repenter. And I do my best not to fall and not to sin. And I know that as a leader, I'm held to a higher standard. And I have a system of accountability. 
mentors and elders, and I humble myself before the Lord, and I'm teachable. That's it. That's success right there in Jesus Christ. Moving forward, going deeper, studying the word, knowing the word, hiding it in your heart, getting in that prayer closet, having a prayer life, two-way conversation, going into the secret place of the Most High. That's it, friends. That's Christianity right there. Loving Jesus. Lord, I love you with all my heart. I don't want to let you down. You're a good father. What, what does the Bible say? You know, if you love me, follow my commandments. Yeah. You know, the Ten Commandments aren't null and void. That's so silly that people think that. Why? So you're telling me that God doesn't care about murder anymore? Of course he does. It's a sin. The Ten Commandments, they're still valid today. We know what God wants of us as believers in Jesus Christ. He wants us to to know that, you know, even though we're in this world and we're not of this world, and he wants us to, I mean, he wants us to, to be operating in the, in the fullness, in the fullness of what he has. How do we do that? That we were all in. We're all in. Somebody that's listening today, you need to make that decision today. You've been half-stepping. You've been half-stepping, and part of that is because people have been so rude to you, and they've hurt you, and they've backstabbed you, and they've judged you, and so you just closed off. Yeah, I'm speaking to you. You closed off because you were tired of it. and you, you were so sick and tired of these people calling themselves Christians. Well, I want to free you of that today because those people are Pharisees. They're religious. They got the religious spirit, and the religious spirit is pervasive in the church and in the body of Christ today. I see it every day. People tell me, I'm not Christian enough. They, they say all these awful things, these comments and these heresy hunters, and they write these stories and all this about me. Well, I know I had an encounter with the Lord I know that I was in the presence of God. I know that he said, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, I want to live. And he said, well, if you live, you got to tell people I'm real. And if you live, you got to, you got to be on fire for me. So that's what I do. I tell people God is real. I'm on fire for the Lord because I love him. And when I wake up in the morning, it's about his business. And that's what I think about. And he protects me and he puts his favor on me and his blessing on me. And he knows my heart. And that's all that matters, friends. And I do my best to be loving and kind and, and, you know, exemplary of the fruit of the Spirit. But again, am I perfect? No. And any preacher that's acting like he's perfect, he's lying. It's, it's, a, it's not true. You don't have to be perfect. So I want you today to be free of this. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you haven't, I want to give you that opportunity right now. You say, Pastor Todd, if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. If that's you, just right now, just say, yes, that's me. I want you to just pray this prayer with me to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you accept the Lord today, I want to hear from you. You can write me, todd.coconato at rlcus.org, todd.coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, at rlcus.org. You can also go to our website, remnant.news, or pastortodd.org. You can watch the Remnant channel, which is now streaming live 24-7, the Remnant channel on remnant.news, playing content over and over and over again. We're going to be adding new content every single day to that channel. Pretty soon, we're going to be on Roku where you can actually go on to the Remnant channel yourself on Roku. How cool is that? And you can also right now, you know, still go on to Rumble and stream there. 
and cast it to your TV. We got a remnant channel, the Todd Coconado show. So there's so many different ways that we can connect. We love you. We bless you. Listen, before I go, I just want you to know that you are loved and that God is with you and he's not forsaking you. And I want you to understand that I don't care how religious somebody was or how mean-spirited somebody was that claimed to be a Christian, they were a Pharisee if they didn't treat you with God's love. And as a pastor, I repent to you. And today is the first day of the rest of your life. Don't look back. Stand up. This is that new season. Thank you, God. We just love you and we bless you. And I just want to thank you so much for, for tuning in today. And uh, we'll be back. This is the Todd Coconado Show. You can find us, PastorTodd.org. Back next week on the podcast throughout the week. Thank you to Real Talk Radio. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast, friends. And if you're listening to this right now, it means you're on the podcast version of the program. And I didn't have time to do it on the other one. I wish I would have. But I want to just pray for you. If you've been somebody that's been persecuted by this religious spirit that I talked about, I want you to be set free today. And so would you mind praying with me? And I just want to pray that you'd be released of this. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you to this remnant warrior that's listening right now, this believer that has been persecuted by a religious spirit, a pharisaical spirit in the church, and this has been impeding them. And I just pray today they'd lay it down and they'd know their value and they'd know their worth and they'd know that that's not who you are and that's not who they are. And that they're not surrounded, Lord God, that your love is so powerful that you have a plan and a purpose for their life. And so I just pray today that they'd be healed. Their heart would be healed from this religious spirit. I've dealt with it. They've dealt with it. We break it right now in Jesus' name. We break the lies. We break the lies and the words that were spoke over them. We break them now in Jesus' name. No more will they walk with this shame or embarrassment or feeling like they're not good enough. They are good enough because you are in them and you're going before them and you're fighting their battles. And so I just thank you, Lord, that today it ends the lie that's been over their life. They are healed in Jesus' name. They move forward. Today is the first day of the rest of their life. Thank you, God. Praise your name, Jesus. Victory is theirs. Victory is yours. We are on the winning team. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. I feel like there's been some breakthrough today. I really do. I feel like this was a God-inspired. I was gonna go down a totally different direction. And I really felt the spirit in that. I think it was in that second segment of the show where the Lord just said, you need to talk about this. Somebody is going to get set free today. Is that you? Be set free in Jesus name. Be healed in Jesus name. You are so loved. God is with you. He loves you. Your life is not done, my friend. In fact, it's just beginning. All right. I bless you. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast. If you want to support this ministry, please go to toddcoconato.com slash give. ToddCoconado.com slash give. We've got many different plates spinning. We've got the new Remnant channel that is now up. If you go to remnant.news and you pull down there on the menu, you will see the Remnant channel streaming right now. And that was not cheap to get that going, but I think it's worth it because we're not going to let this deep state cabal censor us. 
The word of God does not return back void. We're going to get the word out to the highways and the byways all around the world. If you are listening to this transmission, you are the remnant. God bless you. We'll be back next week, my friends. Love you.